Gettier Hardcore Radio playing hardcore, punk, metal and all other adjacent genres it pretty cool I guess now let's get to moshing. It's fucking hot. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. My name is Trevor. Uh, we, we, as in me right now, I usually have a co-host, but uh, 
we do two hours of hardcore punk metal and adjacent genres. We focus on maybe new bands and don't subscribe to too much nostalgia. I'm doing this for a very long time. So if you're finding this from a, uh, from another podcast, maybe another, uh, a group that's been shared or whatever, or a radio network, um, welcome, uh, we are not new, even if we sound new and we're all over the place. I just fucking work a lot. And there's always, uh, my life is uh, chaos. A friend said uh, chaotic energy. And uh, as much as I try to be professional, it kind of follows me around. Um, it's also, like I said, very hot in the Pacific Northwest right now. 80 plus is, is very hot for our area. So you're going to hear street sounds because I have the windows open. You're probably going to hear some fans and... I'm going to try not to sniff too much, but it's going to be hard because I had really bad allergies. Uh, I went to the doctor for the first time in like four years. They prescribed me some shit for allergies, and I made a joke with my coworker, and then we were like, it's probably just going to knock you out and and uh, not do shit for you. And lo and behold, it didn't fucking do shit for me. And so I'm a little uh, – I'm going to be sniffly. There's not much I can do. I – uh, I needed to get the show out. It's been um, up and down. If you've seen if you've seen the Spotify, you've known that I haven't been updating the live shows as much as I should have. I just started re-uploading some stuff because some of the stuff was uh, not formatted correctly. I needed to make some edits, and there was some really bad sound quality that I had to work on over the last week. And during the month of May, I was working um, a lot of doubles. Um, we're officially into June right now. I was just not do. I was barely even listening to hardcore in May. Um, I got some episodes out and we're currently, uh, backlogging and get, I'm getting stuff reuploaded and so we can get everything up to date so I can do a weekly show again for everyone and have it posted everywhere it's supposed to be. But, um, that's just my long apology for anybody who, who uh, sticks and actually listens to the show. Cause I know sometimes with this, I lose listeners and have to rebuild what I had from the fucking beginning. So I appreciate everybody. Um, hopefully the sound quality is not horrible today and hopefully my sniffles don't annoy the fuck out of you. But uh, we we're going to, uh, we'll have uh, Matt who's in the band discourage um, from, from California and we'll be talking uh, to him and possibly some bandmates um, later in the show. But before that, let's uh, get to the music because that's what uh, this is about. Also, ooh, I'm sure we'll have a fucking co-host again next week. I just uh, I just uh, dropped the fucking ball. I just, uh, like I said, this whole month has been a fucking disaster. And I want to have less shows where I'm apologizing for the shit that goes on in my fucking life. Because I'm sure most of y'all just want to hear some goddamn goddamn hardcore tunes. So we're going to start off with primarily Pacific Northwest music, where it is few and far between. When it comes out, it's fucking uh, a banger, especially if it comes uh, really close to home. If it's, if it's getting put out close to home, I live in the Tacoma area. And the band Denial of Life um, put out a two-song release early March uh, that we didn't get to just yet. Uh, They're an awesome um, crossover band from Tacoma that is uh, 
believe has some members of um, members of Wreck in it as well, um, and a lot of new people. Uh, we've we had the band Denial of Life in uh, one of the last in studio interviews. I think we had right before the pandemic, and they were going to go on tour, and obviously did not. And um, but some really. Um, some really good um, crossover from from this area that uh, doesn't get the that doesn't get talked about enough and uh, hasn't been talked to enough in like uh, Pacific hardcore um, circles and definitely deserves more listens. So we played "Skimming to Suffer," which is the first song off the, off the uh, two song release. So I highly suggest um, check out. Uh, this band and check out the uh, check out their self-titled, which is really sick. I have a tape of theirs. Some really nice people and really good shit. So after that, we're gonna go to longtime friend um, Rusty from Rusty from Northwest Hardcore, who has been in Safe and Sound, currently in the band Real. Um, as far as I know, I'm, 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 I'm sl- he was, yeah, I know he did a stint in odd man out for a while and different face as well. And, Oh, crooked and crooked cross. He was, he played in crooked cross. He's dabbled in Northwest hardcore of few bands. There's might be some more. I know there's another, there's a couple other projects that we've uh, discussed, but uh, a well-known people person in these uh, local parts out here in the Pacific Northwest as a, and has just been kind of woodshedding a lot and just fucking producing, uh, for just producing music at wherever the hell he's been fucking hiding at and, uh, throwing out, throwing out demos and just like, even if it's shit, he has, he hasn't like fully produced. He's just been writing the fuck out of shit and just, uh, he's writing, he's been writing a lot of, a lot of music. So, uh, this is one that he's been working on by himself. Vocals, I think a little bit of help from uh, some other people, but uh, mainly all instruments were done uh, by uh, by Rusty for um, a project called Wish to Dream, which is, uh, like I said, primarily Rusty um, playing kind of bold, dag nasty, and uh, staring into the sun uniform choice Um music with a lot of fucking leads and i I still it's been two years i every two years i will try to go and listen to uniform choice because i always like the fucking i love i like bold a lot and i love and i usually like hardcore record um the the lesser of the hardcore records from bands when they do something a little bit out of the fucking norm i love I love like Earth Crisis Slither, and I know that is a unpopular take, and I like shit like that. But for as far as staring into the sun, I still like. I obviously you see the like a lot of like the schematics for uh, future hardcore adjacent uh, music in the Uniform Choice Staring of the Sun L, uh, record, but I still I think there was. It starts out weak. There's one like I think there you get into a couple songs and there's one that's like really fucking good, but I still have it that I'll 
I still, it still hasn't done anything for me. Um, if you know anything about Rusty, um, you could tell that this was something made um, from this person because the amount of fucking leads that are in this song is uh, is just is just uh, intense. So, without further ado, let's play some music from Wish to Dream. We're gonna play "Intangible" from from the uh, Wish Wish to Dream um, self titled EP demo, what have you. And uh, we'll be back. We're gonna we'll get to our uh, we'll get to our interview a little bit uh, later in the show, as we usually do. Um, until then, you are listening to Dead Air. Two hours of hardcore radio. Make sure to check us out on social media at DeadAirNWCZ on both Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash DeadAirHardcoreRadio.
we're back here listening to Dead Air 2 Hours of Hardcore Radio. And uh, we just uh, started this little uh, block off with Blood Ties out of uh, BC, um, out of British Columbia, um, off Slow Death Records, um, the, Blood, uh, the Blood Ties EP. We uh, played Make Me Sane, some just straight up really angry, a little bit of D-beat influence, but just really just um, mad punk hardcore. Um, very, very straight, just very straightforward, um, angry, angry punk hardcore. There's not much to be, to really, um, discuss if you like, if you like good, solid middle of the road punk hardcore, that's like semi-fastly paced and just, and, um, just gets in and gets out, but it's kind of moderate, like I said, moderately, moderately paced fast at times, but not like, not like so fast like insanely fast ripper um this is a very good uh band to listen to after that um we're trying to keep it somewhat in the northwest area um we got um x cauterize x out of portland um with x members of x barcadia x and unrest I always wonder I saw randomly in my small town I I I saw there was a a small Barcadia shirt at like a or like an extra small or whatever a youth small whatever those are I always I always wondered who fucking uh had a youth small Barcadia shirt in my in my small fucking town I know there were like obviously hardcore it's like not super removed um but like it's very very interesting because it's it's a fucking hick town and there there's i should i should know the i should i should fucking know who's coming and going in the hardcore world for for at least for bonnie lake washington i that's that's one i feel like i've earned that right as a as a as a a member of bonnie lake straight edge but super heavy like metal uh metalcore influenced um stuff with x cauterize x check out um their their latest uh their latest music out now came out came out just at the beginning of may we played no pazaran which is the last track of the three song release and um we're gonna get to our interview in uh just a second with matt of discourage but first we're gonna play some music from discourage from their forlorn forlorn hope ep that they put out in 2020 check it out and uh we'll be back a little later in the show you're listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio
We're gonna uh, hit record. Oh my god, yeah, that, that's that's hilarious. It just gave me a fucking. I've never had it happen when I hit record. It gave me. Uh, it gives me a a Siri voice. Speaking of I, speaking of care, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, like so. There's there's one that there's a a lady who's do, who did like a Siri voice like the for uh, TikTok or whatever. She got fucking. They they just like straight up stole her voice for it, and oh, she geez. got fucking extorted. Like she got fucking robbed. She Christ, like yeah. they, they stole her. They she's some sort of voice actor. They stole her fucking voice, and she's like, she's like super viral all over fucking TikTok, YouTube, all over the place, and she had no fucking clue. It's just yeah. some English English lady, uh, um, in her somewhere in her late forties to mid fifties who just. They just, they're just like, they just fucking, they fucking stole that. And she's like one of the single most like, uh, important voices. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it was like, you she think she got nothing for it. That's got nothing uh, for it. It's like, well, why do you think we don't trust these motherfuckers? Why do you think people, yeah. if we can't, if you can't just for like a simple thing like that, get properly paid, what do you, why, why do you think people are walking off fucking Arby's and, yeah. and not, and not showing up for it, not showing up for fucking McDonald's or. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I learned, I learned the same thing happened with that game, that kid game in Minecraft. Is that, is that the one that kids are all like up and Oh yeah. No, like, I, have a kid. I have a kid. Minecraft actually fucking rules. All right. <laughs> but what I, what I had heard was like, you know, they basically like co-opted like the dab or whatever. And. Oh no, like, you're thinking of Fortnite. Yeah, oh, Fortnite. Um, Fortnite. Okay, this Fortnite, Fortnite kind of co-opted uh, this guy's yeah. like not trademark, but like his kind of signature dance moves. Right. And he's yeah. like, "What? What the hell?" And then it was a whole like, "Can you really like trademark or copyright a dance move?" Yeah. And it was it was very weird. I it, yeah, that was Fortnite. That was an odd one. Yeah. What's well, a weird thing? That's why it's like every time you see something nowadays, it's good. It, people try their best uh to credit it even though it's like i'm sorry like most things are getting are straight up like especially like with like tiktok it's like it's like uh youtube on steroids and Mm -hmm. it's like basically like it's basically youtube meets uh tumblr and you just and you because you just like find an idea really fast and you just repeat that repeat that repeat that you can take a sound Mm -hmm. just just really badly lip sync it and then yeah. the next day the next day you can get a fucking you can you can uh get a fucking check for it <laughs> yeah well and it just multiplies and just goes and goes and goes so fast yeah yeah for, yeah for real so let's uh get to the introduction so uh why don't you guys uh say say your names what you do uh um say your names the name of the name of the band and what you do in the band so I'm Matt, Matt Tyler. I uh, play drums in Discourage. Uh, I'm Eric, and I do the vocals for Discourage. Hell yeah! And uh, where exactly are you guys? Uh, where exactly are you guys located in uh, in California? So as a band, we're in we're in Oakland. Our bass player lives in Berkeley, but all kind of that East Bay uh, area. Yeah. Eric and I live two blocks away from each other in Oakland. So like I can literally look out the window and see his house and spy on him. So, so how's, how's, how's that been? Um, just cause like 
you see on the you obviously see in the internet like obviously mm-hmm. obviously if you have, if you live on a west coast and you're you you have some sort of geological knowledge you know that there's ob- or if you've been on tour or whatever there's there's a huge just divide in 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 the areas obviously when you go to socal i've seen even before the big show in la mm-hmm. um there's a lot there were there were shows um and there there were shows whether people liked it or not it was a lot it was a lot like uh new york in a way um i felt like it was getting talked about less at the time and then i just even before like around like the time of the new york show that there were shows happening at least uh south of you guys and uh and people didn't seem to either didn't seem to care or they just weren't talking about it or they just say oh well well a few of, um, and also a few of my friends were also like i noticed they were like it seemed somewhat safe because there was less people there 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 were less people sure. there was social distancing i saw a lot most people in these venues have met have masks so for some and but it's interesting because for me i'm just like if you got if you come up here no you're not gonna see anybody do shit up in the pacific northwest for you're never you're probably not gonna see a hardcore show until january 2022 yeah so um i'm actually down in san diego right now i'm staying with my mom and um I've throughout the pandemic uh, come down here to just be with her because I work from home. And I, you know, I can tell you like it, I grew up here too, like culturally, like whatever your perception is, is definitely accurate. Southern California and the Bay area are kind of worlds apart. I would say the Bay is a lot more aligned with how the Pacific Northwest is Portland, Mm -hmm. Seattle, Olympia, et cetera. Um, They, they, they're a lot more aligned with like what's going on down there. Um, and the Bay, you know, like is generally, I felt been a lot more um, compliant with, you know, whatever, um, whatever restrictions or whatever guidance has been issued. Mm-hmm. Southern California has been notoriously a little, uh, <laughs> a little more carefree. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, I think we're just starting to see, like the beginnings of stuff coming back specifically in like San Jose. Um, you know, I know they just announced like that huge, uh, like gold show, um, that'll be in San Jose, but I think Oakland specifically being kind of culturally what it is. I don't think we're going to see shows here, like in this part of the Bay. Yeah. Until fall end of summer, early fall is kind of my expectation. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, like one of the things Eric and I have talked about has been like, you know, when you when do we think Gilman's going to have shows again? And like in California, June 15th is the day that all the restrictions, you know, are lifted. So and the, and the gold show is happening June 19th. So it's after all of that stuff. And they wanted to do it at mm-hmm. that point. Um, but uh, so, you know, it's kind of the thing we've sort of concluded is like, yeah, June 15th be damned. Like Gilman's probably not going to open up until the collective feels like, yeah, we want to start having shows again. And I think, yeah. you know, they're, they're just going to be more cautious, more risk averse um, than people in other areas in general. Yeah. Um, and I have people like up here, like who are, I have that don't, I don't, I haven't heard a single, like, I'll, I'll be honest. I've been work. I've been, 
uh, working uh, a lot. You're on one of the first shows I ha- I'm having as I'm kind of easing back into this type thing because I was like for a while, for a while, for like the last couple months, because there hasn't been as much like mm-hmm. to really talk about, and I haven't really wanted to like do the same old thing over and over again. Sure. Um, now we're kind of starting to see go back, but I haven't heard much from uh, I, from locals. Like I have, like we've had, mm-hmm. uh, I've just had a local band on, but they have they when I ha- talk to them, they have no fucking clue what's going on up here. <laughs> like, like, like the story of the last year and a half. It's yeah. just and, no one has a clue. Of, and because of the uh because of the shit that's happening, I don't think anything would happen this summer, especially because you're going to see um the June eleventh is gonna be the anniversary of Chop mm-hmm. uh, up here. So there's gonna be uh there's been consistent um you know stuff going on in the city of seattle that uh mm-hmm. that has that people are very uh sensitive about so people are yeah. not people are not going to be doing shows probably uh our open up we don't open shit up until june 30th okay. and then um i don't see anybody anybody doing anything until i'm gonna i'm gonna guess like even attempt in August because mm-hmm. because of just because of how politically crazy everything was that entire time last year I yeah. imagine that things will get will will revamp up in some in some sort of way mm-hmm. so and and the whole and it's just like it's gonna be hard enough just with like handling because I work the we work the club scene so that's mm-hmm. gonna be, that's gonna be hard enough itself so me that i'll who goes to shows and helps out with shows when he can i'm like i'm not even gonna think about it because it's like i'm gonna be i'm gonna have too much i'm gonna have too much to worry about and i know a lot of the punks here are like Mm. are are concerned like they're very very about the they're like like they're encouraging people to not do shows at all anytime soon because Mm -hmm they want to wait and see like because people can still you can still get it if you get the if you get the vaccines or have both vaccines like they want to be extremely careful and a lot of the people like at least in the hardcore scene are like if you're not careful then you're like that's not fucking cool and we're such a small scene up here like it anything to do to keep the scene together and not raise tensions this is like yeah. there's it's like with bigger scenes it's gonna happen and it's like it's gonna happen eventually when festivals and stuff go and like tours yeah. and bigger things yeah. like you're going to be put with people who don't align with your views and that's yeah. going to have to be the thing and we're gonna you have to figure out how to navigate that you don't have to be okay with it you don't mm-hmm. But you're gonna have to figure out how how do we how do we navigate that? How do you navigate that? How do we have these conversations and like maybe either figure out what what's going on, bridge that gap, or yeah, or just be like this person had or or somehow have a conversation and break down the walls to come to the like this person does not give a give a fuck about anyone's well being and. Mm-hmm be just like we need to back up from this we need to be self-aware that this person is just going to be showing up and and not caring about yeah anybody's safety yeah, yeah I, I mean think like that is the 
kind of the crux of it, right? Like, I feel like it's been so politicized that you have this camp over here that says, you know, community first, don't do shows. If you do shows, you're a bad person because of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And then you have camp B over here that says, you know, fuck you. I'm going to live my own life and no one can step on my freedoms and blah, blah, blah. And I, I think what's going to have to happen in the coming months, like you're saying is kind of finding that middle ground and figuring out how, how do we navigate being safe, keeping the community afloat mm-hmm. while still allowing people to, you know, get after it and enjoy themselves. And I, and I, this too, a lot of shows, um, just the two of us, but like, we're not in a hurry to be the first ones yeah. back booking shows. Like we're very much like, let's wait and see what happens so that we don't inadvertently yeah. contribute to anything we don't want to. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm happy not being the first guy to book a show. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, my friend who's doing the San Jose show, I'm like, good on you dog. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go like I'm vaccinated, you know, it's, it's after the things open up, but like, you know, I'm happy to not be the first one back. I was having this exact same conversation yesterday with um, a colleague at work. And she was just like, she asked me and my other team member, it was just, you know, a team check-in, you know, how are you guys feeling with us? Like, how do I, how do I navigate like this sense that like, I want to still like keep my mask on like almost permanently. And I'm like, look, you do what you're comfortable doing. You know, it's going to be hard. Like, and just know that, when it's hard, you know, going, you know, in the next coming months, you know, you're, you're going to, it's going to be hard for you. I'm sure. Just know that we as your team support you and care about you. And I think that's sort of like where our focus needs to be like focus more on like the micro level of like, who's close to you and how are they feeling? You know, like, I don't feel like compelled to resolve stuff between like black and blue and, you know, the, you know, the more PC side of things like that's I care more about like, what is, what are the guys in the band? How, where are they at? And how are they feeling? And, you know, we've had, you know, our, you know, our challenges with this whole thing as well, you know, and like, but that's more important because we're friends and like, we're direct, we have trust capital. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where investing in those relationships is what's going to sort of get us through things and help us navigate kind of the, the stormy waters that are ahead. Yeah, that, I think that's a that's a great that's a great point. It's like if you're in a band or if you're, you have a or if you're part of a group that puts, you know, that puts on shows or any, any or anything like that. Or if you're just your, you know, your friend group, I think it's 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 good to start there because like, you you know how shows go right before the pandemic. There's always like there's all these people that you have shared a moment with at one point and not one point or another and you don't always talk with them and like sometimes you have this room of oh i had this disagreement with this person and mm-hmm. you're you, every time if you're a fest a show whatever you have this weird like yeah. looking around the room like is this <laughs> are we are we good like i was like i'm wondering how this person feels it's gonna be like that like tenfold with mm-hmm. like i don't know if this person has has a has a uh you know has been vaccinated i don't know if this person um gives a fuck mm-hmm. and a lot of people have been over the last year um have have changed 
a lot with either their isolation, their views have have either been ramped up in in a in a certain way. I've seen some people who were very chill either become like I've I've seen a dude who I like agreed with with everything become like a straight up like crazy red pilled libertarian like fucking like literally uh scared of of microchipping in every in every fucking in every fucking thing and i'm like and i'm just like fuck how do i how do i how do i like speak to you man i'm like i'm like i'm still here for you and you're not trying to 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 ruin my life in any way but like seeing that transformation of of like oh that we're not you know we're gonna we're going to get out of this, you know, pandemic to like, like just a total, just like 180 of we're all, we're all, we're all screwed. Bill Gates, microchip, George Soros. Um, yeah. I'll name Fury Road. Fury Road's on the other side. I hope your friend doesn't have a smartphone because like, they're tracking you, bro. Like that's. Yeah. Oh no! Chip or no chip, they got you. Yeah. No, you yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, like whenever I see see that person, I'm like, I'm I'm usually seeing them off of like, like I'm I'm coming off of work, like off of like a a, a ten to sixteen hour shift, and I'm like, if they say that stuff, I'm just like, yeah, 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 okay, sure, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're I'm, just like I just don't. I just don't I just, want to talk about I this just, right like, now. Yeah. I it it takes me because I never have can have a proper like conversation or argument because I'm like because I'm like I I wake up from my nap and I'd be like he said what <laughs> dude I, I no I feel you I got I have family on the other side of this door <laughs> who are just <laughs> who I'm just like just please please just stop talking. Like there's, I, there's some things I agree with you so much on. I just, I would never say that the way you just said this. And I hate it. It makes you, it makes me hate what you're saying. Like, you know, there's, there's nobody who hates the government more than me, but I don't want it to look like that at all. You know? Oh yeah. This, uh, the thing is like, this is like a, a punk and hardcore show. Of course I distrust like everyone. Of course I'm like, there's obvious shit but i'm like i also have to be like reasonable if i'm not if i don't know something i'm not gonna go fucking crazy especially i'm not gonna go like spread something i'm not uncertain i'll be like hey i could say something like hey i don't trust the government because like there's stuff obviously that they probably don't tell us i'm gonna leave it there i'm not gonna say i think it's this 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 and this and if you don't agree with me then this because like you're, I, yeah then you're a sheeple you know or something like that yeah. I, was, I was about to say like that that's kind of one of the better things is like i know i just know anymore i see someone use the word sheeple i'm like all right cool i don't want to hang out with you ever again yeah like, nah, you're nah. gone you're gone like yeah, yeah. it's just you're just not gonna go a lot of true colors i think yeah. over the last few months yeah for sure so let's talk about let's talk about the band a little bit let's uh for people who don't know about about your stuff um give us a you know a quick wrap up of uh just a you guys when you guys started um and uh to to now just give us the give us the story and then uh to uh what you guys have now with your uh 
with your seven inch? Yeah, so uh, Discourage started when I moved to the Bay Area from Boston. Um, never lived up here before, moved in with my girlfriend. Uh, I was like, all right, I want to kind of hit the ground running, start a band. Um, didn't know anybody. I went to uh, a show. I recorded a little demo, uh, went to a show with flyers. I just said, hey, looking for people to, you know, play in a, play in a fast kind of youth crew style hardcore band. Um, and, uh, and Matt happened to be at that show, saw the flyer and, uh, we met up and played and kind of just grew from there. Um, and that was kind of the, the very random, I guess, early conception of. Yeah. Yeah. So it was basically like, I get to the show, it was at one, two, three, four, go, which ironically, you know, we live like two blocks from it, you know, now, mm-hmm. um, we definitely walk to it. Uh, it's this little record store that has a venue um no right opened that show i know a lot of people know them now but they they opened that show uh cutting through played the show um and uh the flyer said you know for fans of like mindset and fury and i had been kind of a little bit like not super involved like i was going to shows occasionally i was uh just at a very different stage in my life at that point where i was like you know coming off a job that had just like wasted me and i was not employed at the time i was sort of like getting my feet back on the ground and uh you know so i'd want i had always wanted to like get back into playing in bands because like i played when i was you know 18 19 years old growing up in san diego you know so at this point that was like 20 years ago um and so um you know i always wanted to and had an opportunity here and there to look at stuff but never really anything materialized so um saw this flyer hit up eric and (laughs) basically he's like all right, uh, what do you play? I said, I play guitar, drums, and bass. Uh, which one do you want? He's like, it's hard to find a drummer. So I yeah, said, okay. Obviously, I'm going to say drums. <laughs> yeah. yeah it. Guitars grow on trees, man, but drummers are gold. Yeah. And and <laughs> I, I've never styled myself primarily as a as a drummer. And so, I mean, I can play, you know, obviously, um, but it's not, it's not my forte by any means. So I've had to like grow as a drummer through this but yeah that's how we that's how we started december 2016 we uh we got into a practice space after i listened to the demo and kind of practiced some of the songs and we're like all right this works let's do it it's definitely a style that's like i that has grown that has uh i feel like it has definitely uh grown with uh people wanting to bring back the uh stuff from the 2000s just like just like a lot of a a lot of people have been have been missing that and i feel like there was a there was a disconnect for a little for a little while of people just literally strictly wanting to to get shit before but before the year 2000 when i'm like this is the years i grew up it was so sick to have bands that had like super fast either either melodic parts uh parts that would Oh, that would also go into something that was like crazy, like moshy, mm-hmm. like stuff, you know, uh, like yeah. that, nothing or stuff like that. Just like mm-hmm. stuff that is just like, it's just like it, it's, it's recognizably like even just like early terror stuff. It's recognizably rooted in punk rock, but like, mm-hmm. but seriously, like it, but insanely just like, like fucking hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like that's that's the stuff. Go ahead. And also not, and 
also that's that's like a trip it was also that was like a trait with a lot of you know new york hardcore but it was starting to in the 2000s to be like literally all over the fucking place yeah and be and have a trait of its own that wasn't like okay this is this is what this is but it's not fucking new york hardcore yeah yeah like i mean that's the sort of stuff that like early 2000s stuff that was like you know hearkening back to the new york hardcore stuff but like taking in more of a melodic direction that i grew up on so like when it's sort of like okay we're gonna play fast stuff we're gonna have sing-alongs you know stage dives and then you know moshy parts but not like not like straight chug breakdowns but like just stuff that's gonna make you kind of swing your fists you know like that's that's the scene that i kind of grew up in and i remember connecting most with you know yeah. i mean like the energy of seeing american nightmare in the early 2000s was like you, you don't forget those shows because they're so reckless like and energetic and fast and and kind of terrifying that you know you're, you're not going to forget it um and so, like, there's been, you know, the ways that hardcore has developed that I'm like, hey, I don't really connect as much with that. But, like, you know, I'm also a little more open-minded now than I was when I was a kid. So, um, but, yeah, like, our, our style is definitely one. We've, we've described it a lot of times as if an early 2000s hardcore band was from West Oakland, you know. Because, mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't say that we're, like, a straight derivative of, like, you know, mental locking out or, like, you know, carry on or stuff like that. But it's stuff that, like if you took those influences and mesh them with like, you know, uh, torso, uh, you know, or, or even stuff like, um, his hero's dead or tragedy a little bit, you know, a little more of that darker D beater influence that, um, that comes, that comes especially in like the West Oakland side of things. And I say West Oakland, you know, for people who don't, who don't know what that is. It's sort of like, it's where we practice. It's more like close connected to the port. It's a gritty, it's a grittier part of town. And I, to me, I feel like it encompasses a lot more of, you know, it's where a lot of the punks live. Um, you know, they kind of live, it's just south of where we live, but also like, you know, a lot of the people that we um, interact with, you know, live near us as well. Um, it's got, it's just got more of an edge to it and kind of a more punk ethos. Um, mm -hmm. So I think like the tones that we get, you know, the, the way we structure our songs is a little more oriented towards fusing those two sounds a little bit together yeah dude i i love i love torso like i that's one of my favorite literally one of my favorite um like current hardcore bands like yeah. in general like everything i haven't that's like a band that hasn't has no skit has no skip records in my in my yeah. opinion and i agree and yeah they on, rip on my list on my list for for things to see i don't think they've ever made it up this part of the up uh to this part of the uh coast and i'd yeah. fucking i'd i'd lose my shit yeah they played a show with cell rot uh, if you, you check out cell rot right oh yeah no cell rot's cell rot's dope oh man i mean like they played this they did their record release show with cell rot um at one two three four go which is near us and just that show was so wild and fun um <laughs> that venue was so way too small for yeah. that show yeah. which is awesome like but oh that's so cool i yeah. i wasn't at that show yeah. unfortunately yeah yeah but uh the, no i'm i'm absolutely just like i'm 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 so like in a weird place where i'm ready to go back to shows and and i'm like but i'm also like i'm also chilling man like i'm 
I feel like some people are in that yeah. spot too. Like people are just like, how do I, how am I like get myself acclimated socially? Because like, especially people who are just like, who have been home a lot or just work mm-hmm. a lot. Like, yeah. Like, like I'm like, me right now it's like it's chill for me to because i work so much and then just go and like go straight home i'm like i'm i'm like right now i'm like figuring out like how do i how do i do all of this because because mm-hmm. when i go to a show i'm gonna be like nobody's gonna want to hang out with me because i'm not gonna want to hang out with anyone yeah for sure yeah remembering how to be social is gonna be it's gonna a be challenge weird. for certainly for me um, maybe not for Matt, because Matt is just like the social butterfly. Uh, but for me, it's going to be a, a challenge to just yeah. interact with people in a crowd. I don't know how I'm going to handle that at first. Yeah. Going back to a show is going to feel weird. It's going to, I'm definitely like going to see people like, oh, we've interacted a bunch on the internet for the past year and a half. Now we have nothing to talk about in person. But that's like, that's no different than like before shows. So, you know, that's it's true. like, yeah. Uh, but going back to what you're saying, so like, you know, kind of where, where we're at. So the band got started then. Um, as far as what we've done since then, um, you know, we put our first our first seven inch in 2018. Um, it was a, a split between um, State of Mind Recordings and uh, Coin Toss here and overseas uh, Speedo Wax and Assault Records um, did a self-titled seven inch. Um, you know, since then we, we did some uh, stuff where we recorded some demos for a Pacific Northwest run we did with FUM um, and that some of the tracks from there ended up being on a three-way split with them and Lyft. Um, you know, really cool opportunity to sort of collab with friends and have something out together. Um, again, Speedo Wax put that whole thing out. Um, so it was mostly a, a UK and Europe thing, but it's been, uh, it's made its way over here and it's mm-hmm. still out. And then, um, then in 2019, um, we recorded uh six songs um seven but we decided to scrap one of them um six songs um that ended up being parsed out uh between our split with time and pressure on patient zero um and these forlorn hope seven inch that uh, also came out on patient zero um so that's kind of the discography up to that's, now yeah. that's our yeah. history <laughs> that's our history um lots of lots of splits like you guys kind of like positioned yourself a little bit everywhere. Have you seen a good, uh, have you seen a a decent return on any of those, like placing yourself of, have having people for like people who are like fans of those bands. Cause a lot of those bands have had pretty good growing audiences. Um, like FOM, um, put out a killer record last year. Um, also, also time and pressures record was uh for 2019 was like unbeatable it was yeah, fun. so good people Absolutely. fucking love that and just like also have like they also have like just generally great people on both yeah. bands that 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 really attract uh that really attract people uh well yeah and that's what i was gonna say about it is because my favorite part about both the split with time and pressure and the split with um with fom and with lift is that i mean we're really close friends with everyone in fom right like we did a tour with them um you know i saw, i was yeah. at their first show you know and same with you know time and pressure you know they're, they're friends and so being able to like release stuff with people that we already like um 
that that's my favorite part. You know, that's yeah, that's yeah. been really cool. Um, and you know, it's it's geographies, right? You know, you know, people who have never heard us in the Midwest now have kind of listened to us. And same with you know Colorado, you know where where Fom is, and so like that's kind of the the cool thing about doing splits outside of your geography, mm-hmm. um, and with good people, like they both just it couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, I mean for me the the big return has been much more in like the building of relationships. Like yeah. what what really what really connects me with hardcore is just a feeling of like this music helps me connect to myself, you know, but it also helps me connect to other kind of to other people and that's that's what draws me to the genre um and the ability to do splits with our friends has has built our relationships not in a sense of like networking you know but like in a sense of like i i talk with james every day and you know um we you know when the pandemic hit um we and fum like really developed our relationship by seeing time who else you know, we feel so alienated and can't even like, you know, do the thing that we love. And so we would spend Friday nights together playing games yeah. just because like, yeah, game night, uh, you know, it was something that helped get us through. And so the return has been more rewarding than I think any sort of, you know, sales of the records could be. And the sales of the records have done great. You know, we've been really, really blessed by like the response to Forlorn Hope, to the split, but the, the real the real money has been in deepened friendships and connection to one another and connection to bands outside those things, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's been this whole segment I feel that has emerged of like fast hardcore bands, you know, from like time and pressure, rejection pack, fum, us, you know, you can go down South and there's, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of bands. You can head out all sorts of different places um, who I think have really sort of banded together uh, change, you know, uh bands like that things think of bands like iced you know these bands that are playing this sort of thing that wouldn't be necessarily be like the hype bands but we've all kind of banded together as like-minded people playing like-minded music um and i don't know that's been really cool to sort of see all right and then uh i'm getting the i'm getting the timer on here so we're gonna have a couple well the couple uh just uh a wrap ups, um, just like, what are some things that you're looking forward to just like in general, like when this, when this stuff, uh, opens up, what are you, what are you looking forward to? I'm most looking forward to, uh, we're writing an LP, um, that we're going to hopefully start recording in August. Um, I've never done a full length before. Um, yeah. and so I'm really excited with how these songs are coming out and, uh, and just kind of building something a little bit bigger. Um, that's definitely my number one thing that I'm really excited about uh, kind of going forward. Yeah. So there's there's that, working on working on and getting in the studio for the LP. The other thing we're really excited about is, um, you know, we posted some stuff on our Instagram of some pictures of some we did in our practice space. And uh, it's going to be a, we basically live recorded a set. Um, you know, the I'm engineering, mixing and mastering it. And then we, we filmed it and we're working on that, putting it together. Um, it came out really good and we're really excited to like get that project kind of wrapped up and share it hopefully early in June. Um, so there's that. And, and lastly, um, second press of Forlorn Hope is at the plant. Um, it's going to have new art. Well, not new art. It's going to have a variant art. It's going to have variants, uh, of the colorways. Um, really excited to like, 
share that out with people and how it looks. We're very stoked on what we, what yeah, we have cool. in store for the second press. And uh, you're also in a Matt. You're also in another band. That's correct. That's coming out with uh, some stuff. And I and I saw the the artwork for that, and that's freaking yeah. insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the band the band is tuning. Um, uh, I'm in it with uh, Jeremy, who used to be in Dead Hearts. Um, we put out um, an LP last year on Indecision Records, and now we've got a we've got a five song EP coming out July second with um also with indecision there's also something that's going to be happening june 7th i can't really say what it is but i i can say that june 7th there's going to be something involving another podcast that we've worked on um that i'm also very excited to share with that so we got some stuff coming up soon with tuning awesome um and uh any last things you'd like to uh share with the class before we uh, finish up <laughs> I just want to say thanks for doing this, man. Uh, it's it's always fun. I, this is my first time getting to really chat with you, and it's been a been a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Like, yeah, I know we're 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 a very humble little program up here in the <laughs> Pacific Northwest. I know there's a lot of programs. Uh, you know, a lot of podcasts popped up lately. Even, but to be fair, I've been doing this for a very long time with. A help of other people in the Pacific Northwest. So we're almost going to be in four years, we'll be a 20 year show. So, like, Damn. so, like, I don't care if people, oh. there's a lot of pop say was that you're coming up on 20 years. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Last thing I heard you say before we got cut was uh, you've been doing this show for 20 years, which is we'll be, we'll be 20 years uh, on and off, which is, okay. which is crazy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely crazy. Like, uh, to, to even, to even think about that because uh we've just been um yeah we've been doing it for 20 we've been doing it for uh since 2004 got passed down through people so it's just like uh i even though there's sometimes like i'm one person and people have like kind of faded in and out of of this project i'm like no matter what i want to keep it going i want to at least keep it going to the 20 year mark and i know and I know a lot of people are going to stop doing these podcasts as soon as uh, the shows start coming up. Cause like a lot of them are promoters that had nothing fucking better to do. Yeah. yeah. A lot of time. Yeah. So like fingers crossed, honestly, not that I don't want people to not do something that they're not passionate about, but I want the people who aren't passionate about it to not do it anymore. Cause I'm tired of being like, your podcast is like this. I'm like, did you even listen to it? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, because you have this band. I was like, okay, well, there's different different people or there's also different strokes for different folks. Like, I don't play all the same bands. Also, maybe maybe I'm more, hey, maybe I'm more fucking likable than the other. Than the other. <laughs> maybe I'm not, like, I, the one thing this show isn't is we're not gatekeepy. We're not at all. Like, so I'm like, I'd, yeah. I hear some other people who have really smart and intelligent takes on music, but I can't that they know they're fucking like gatekeepers and they don't like to be caught they don't like it they don't like to be called tastemakers when they're they're actively trying to do it i'm like i'm sorry man but you if you and you need to take a nap and calm take calm the fuck down because because you know like like i was like i like your takes on music i like i like i like a lot of these people the music they make but i'm like i don't want to be like fucking anthony fantano or yeah yeah that's like uh you know one of my favorite podcasts and that i've actually been kind of involved with helping with has been a 
185 miles south. And what I really like about what Zach is doing is there's a he's he brings in a lot of different things like you know bringing in like you know stuff from like old skate punk like you know and focusing on like a lot of the california scene which is 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 where my heart is you know and um i've enjoyed that and i know like my friend uh andy from from um ill communication start started up doing something and like you know i i think and what Andy's doing is, and uh, and Ryan are doing are really kind of aligned with what you're doing about not being gatekeepy. Like, let's just get our friends. Well, yeah, no, and Andy. Talk about music. Andy's been a big supporter of when I have done the show. Like, yeah. like I'm glad people have like picked it up when I've, I'm like I I had no choice but to, but to kind of give it up for like a couple months just because like, uh, mm-hmm. you know the uh, the unemployment and stuff like started to to run out and i'm like not in a way like that but i had to try to start figuring out how like my job still wasn't like coming back so i was yeah, like yeah. having to figure out i've been having to figure stuff like that out and not sure. having as much time to uh to myself and like not even like when i'm not stressed out sometimes i'm not even yeah. really listening to a lot of new hardcore mm-hmm. I'm usually either going back to something that's more that's either more chill or like mm-hmm. uh, listening to, a, I listen to a lot of fucking post-punk because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I was like, I'm like, I can't do, I can't do like hardcore right now. Cause it's stressing me the yeah, fuck yeah. out. Yeah. It's like, cause I'm, I, I don't subscribe to a lot of nostalgia on this show anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, I try to go, I try to go back because like a lot of people try to pretend like they come from an era that they didn't because yeah. not, because they have Spotify and are able to go back to those places. I don't talk about that shit that much because I'm like, why would I talk on something that I did not get to experience? I'll right. be like, I think this pulls from this album that I like, and that's about mm-hmm. as far as I can, as that's about as far as I can go. Yeah. Like, like yeah, like what you're saying is interesting to me because like, you know, I did I did an interview with, with, with another guy with Your Life in America, and we talked a lot about like, the fact that I live in the Bay Area, but for like a lot of time that I spent in the Bay Area, I was sort of peripherally involved in punk and hardcore just because of where my life was, you know. Um, and there was almost like five years of stuff that I was like, yeah, I never saw that band or I never went to that spot just because I lived here. But like I was, you know, there was a lot I didn't experience and, and sort of missed out on, you know. So bands that started up, spots that came and went, you know, that. Uh, you know that pe- that people are really legendary you know towards and nostalgic towards and i'm like man i i realized that i'm sort of like a guest in the bay area scene because i grew up in san diego and you know like there was stuff i experienced and like experiencing the che cafe you know i'm very nostalgic about the che you know and um even though i'm a later you know participant in it but i hear what you're saying that like you know when you're sort of not from a certain area like don't pretend don't pretend that you were kind of like, I guess there, you know, it's, it's weird. It's sort of also all over the place sometimes. So when I listen to stuff, I'm like, this is sick, but I don't want to like, be like, Oh, I'm Oh, and go like so crazy on facts about something that I, that I'm like studying. Cause yeah. I feel like I'm, I don't want to study hardcore and then give back things that I'm like, this yeah. is what I know about it. And I'm like, Cause that's, I just feel like that's kind of weird. I'm also like, like I work overnight. I work mm-hmm. on a really crazy schedule. So I'm like, yeah. I don't like to be, um, I'm, I'm, I'm my friend Rusty said it 
best. I have chaotic energy. So I've just <laughs> the chaotic energy than be than try to be some fucking weird music nerd. Yeah, for sure. Not like, that they're, a sense they're helpful. They help yeah. me figure out the stuff for when I'm talking about so I, so I at least have like a gr- I'm in a good headspace. I want to be yeah. in that good headspace to when people talk about, you know, like like if cuz I had somebody who wanted to to like discuss the entire um fucking revelations records discog with me and i was mm-hmm. able to, to you know without thinking go go through it with go through with them and compare shit but uh mm-hmm. but i'm not trying to force that to look to make myself look or they went through discord records as well and i was like oh god i'm like yeah i was like that's a I was like why <laughs> yeah like don't don't be a punisher about this like, i was like <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, the thing is that this stuff needs to, like, connect with you on a visceral level. Like, this hardcore exists to connect viscerally and to connect, like, emotionally. Like, that's yeah. you know, the thing, like, I like hardcore. Like, if you figured out you like hardcore, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's from a, from a musical standpoint, it's, it's terrible. It's played too loud. It's played too fast. It's, you know, violent. Like, t- there's no logical reason to like this stuff. It's got to connect with you on, like, hey I, this chaos and this energy i've never seen anything like it oh my gosh this is amazing you know like you gotta have that experience rather than I'm gonna, like i'm gonna quote something that's the most ungatekeepy thing ever but uh the international superheroes of hardcore <laughs> just they filled in the blank if you if you do this if you do that if you like hardcore then we think you're cool that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> if you think if you like hardcore, then, then we think you think you're yeah. cool. And I'm like, you don't have to wear this. You don't have to listen to this. Don't have to do this. If you like hardcore, then you're cool. And I'm like, yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm a 37 year old man. I've, I I do all sorts of stuff in my spare time. I have a life, you know. Like, I don't I don't need to try to impress people in hardcore anymore. Like, oh, it's sort of like. I come because like it's fun. I feel connected to myself and connected to other people. And I think that's what's happening is you're seeing a a surge of it's 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 people who have not participated in a decade and because of like we're getting reconnected through like the digital age and mm-hmm. Spotify and yeah. and also with like pod all these podcasts. Yeah. And 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 like now that there's no more message boards people are getting re reconnected through facebook groups and mm-hmm. so, so so you see people coming coming back and some of it's good and some of them are bringing back the old early 2000 bridge nine message board mentality which is like which is not something anyone like needs and i'm like where somebody yeah. will somebody like will say i don't actually like youth of today and then everybody just fucking attacks yeah. them or i'm gonna say something controversial i don't like meat and potato hardcore band uh yeah. this because i like i like fast core and i'm like who cares why are like, you all right trying, dude, yeah. I, I just like i don't like anyone trying to insert their opinion to to make themselves look cooler or better in any way i just want people to like share music because they love it man like yeah. 
Like, why would you want this? Like, yeah, because that's when it, that's how a band becomes trendy or becomes becomes a phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like what you're saying is exactly exactly it. Like, that's the energy that we truly do need. Like the idea of like connecting with music that you love. I mean, like, you know, I've always been like a like a fast hardcore guy. Give me stuff that's youth crew influence, melodic hardcore. You know, I'm not going to connect as much with like you know, like Screamo or Scrams, but I will tell you, I think the record of the year has already been put out. And I think it's that Betrayal of Guilt LP because it's so good. Like, you know, like it sounds amazing. It's, you know, like I, I'm always a fan of like, you know, if, you, if you're a band that I normally wouldn't like and you put something out that makes me be like, oh, now I get it. Like, that's what'll do it for me, you know? And so, you know, I feel yeah, really I- with that, go ahead. I still haven't connected to that's one that I just like I haven't been able to connect with too too much. I haven't listened to the new portrayal of guilt. I like the other stuff pretty okay. Yeah. Like as far as like page ninety nine and like yeah, yeah. some of like that stuff mixed with like the emo violence type stuff, mm-hmm. I have not like I just have not made any connections that I have with right. like with like quote unquote meat and potatoes hardcore like yeah the stuff that I grew up that is more like either posy or fast ripper yeah yeah and fast ripper with mosh parts like yeah. that's stuff I I just ultimately grew up that which people sometimes like you said it is kind of it is it is it's corny it's a lot of it's a lot of uh it's a lot of you know white guys yeah. from the from the mid two thousands and mm-hmm. oh you know either wear either with jer- wearing jerseys or mm-hmm. or you know xed up with their swatch and or mm-hmm. our truck like yeah it's, it's, and it's, cargo shorts yeah yeah <laughs> oh man that was a thing but that was a thing i i haven't worn a pair of cargo shorts in about 10 years and uh one of those uh, i'm happy i've just got running shorts now you know so cargo i've sh- lived in running shorts for the past year or so I don't know why I even wore corporate car shirts. I didn't have, I didn't put anything in those other pockets. Nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like you, unless, unless you're like a dad, you know, and wearing them with like, you know, some white new balances, like it doesn't work, you know? So I, I did like year, years ago, I did. I like, that's one thing I was like, I, I decided when I was like in my early twenties, I'm going for the dad style and never changing it from like, from like 24 when I turned 24, I was like, this is what I'm going to do from now yeah. on. It's easy. A ball cap, some shorts, some shoes, uh, some like some like new balance shoes and like fucking um and then and then sometimes I would I'd go I'd I'd get the the fanny pack out and that'd be when I would be wearing like uh the Nike shorts that didn't have the pockets. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, hell yeah. I'm like, I'm not though this is this is this is the highest fashion for me and the highest fashion you will get to me until my, until, uh, until eventually my wedding day. There you go. Yeah. And when you get me, when you get, when, when my partner, uh, finally gets me into a suit. <laughs> well, I mean, that whole look like came back. So I guess you could say you're, you are a tastemaker. So, you know, <laughs> Oh dude, no people like said that. It's like, dude, you're fucking you know, people. People like were like, dude, your dad hats. Your well, I was like, dude, I was just stealing from like, I was, I was like, 
I had no money and I was like at the time and I was like I just like uh was I, I was uh I was house sitting for yeah. for a long time at my grandpa's house I just grabbed all his clothes <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah dude that's funny because like I for until like you know six months ago I I just shaved my head um you know because it's like I'm 37 and I'm going bald like it's it's time you know um so I don't normally wear hats but like you know, I've been wearing this beanie for like the past six months at this point, And I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do in the future. I guess I got to like start doing dad hats or something. It's, so. it's a, it's a thing. I mean, it's like at this point when you get, so it's when you're in like your twenties or like maybe you're yeah. the style and then it's, but then when you get past 30, it's it, I'm 32. It's, it's, yeah. it's life. This yeah. is, this is life from now on. And I, and I can easily like, I can easily like live with that just like be it sure. like i can because i'm gonna go to a show like this i'm gonna go hiking like this maybe some more sensible shoes yeah uh, the only thing that's probably gonna change on me is the shoes you're gonna get some sensible shoes for hiking and camping yeah. uh, some some crocs for the <laughs> <laughs> i know there you go. but like my me and my girlfriend were actually like you know what why don't we get like my our kid wants crocs my my partner wants crocs i'm like fuck it i want crocs because i don't give a fuck yeah <laughs> I, that, I remember like seeing them like when i was you know younger and like you know like people being around like families who had kids and they were just like yeah they we know they look terrible but when you have kids they're so easy and they're great so do what you got to do, I guess, you know? Dude, I don't care. Like, like I don't know. I, there's, I think it's just, like, it's just super easy and, like, a way to age without, not, I like, just this style without, like, not, like, looking too old. Also, like, not having to worry about haircuts. I've never had to in my entire life. So I'm, like, yeah. I'm, like, that's it. that shit rules because I'm, like, yeah. I, I'm, like, being bald is it's so fucking easy and, like, and like you don't have to worry about like having a weird like oh this is a boomer hairstyle or you look like a boomer you look like a yeah. like you just look like dude dude when you're like bald you could be 30 you can be 50 you can yeah look that's a thing everybody looks all the same like you and i don't besides the facial hair don't look much different yeah. the gap, there's a you know there's a gap of you know a few years but it doesn't but it doesn't like who yeah. it doesn't mean anything yeah yeah i mean like, been 10 years older than me and it wouldn't it wouldn't have it wouldn't have even mattered yeah or 10 years younger yeah, yeah. And, I, and i save like 50 bucks a month or more you know uh, not getting a haircut you know because it's just expensive especially if you get a get a good haircut from a good barber you know like yeah. you know? also i feel like hardcore keeps young like people all i that's why i love all ages yeah. like for the most part like <coughs> might not vibe with everybody like there but i feel like you get to a certain age like when you feel like you're mid-20s you can hang out like everybody gets to like hang it yeah. out like that's why i like in those early stages of people who are coming between 16 and and like 21 i'm like mm -hmm. i let i'm like i don't have any i don't have no judgment towards them i don't have any yeah don't i don't usually like really interact on this they're like with a band because i'm like those are developmental years and i'm like yeah. first of all i'm like 
I never want to seem like I'm like imposing and being weirdly like even if I wasn't I don't want to be perceived as somebody who's either being predatory or whatever well, but, yeah and, like, going yeah. Towards them when there was no reason to so yeah. and also it's just like those are years like they need to develop their own friendships and their own age group and their own fr- mm-hmm. friends and eventually they'll you know people yeah. the, the the age doesn't matter when you're all up in the in in that room yeah there's definitely like a fun sense of where like i remember being that age and like coming in you know at like 16 17 starting to go to shows um and you know there was a sense though of like to me of like okay there's like these people who are older than me you know people like uh you know dan from over dead body um you know when i was starting to come in and he lives in oakland now and i've i've been able to work with some him on some stuff which has been cool but uh like you know i remember sort of like seeing what was what was happening and feeling like you know i kind of wanted to feel more included because as a younger person you know i felt like i had a i had a sense of like needing to sort of learn the ropes from people who had been there before me um you know and i and as an older person now in hardcore like you know i feel like it's more my place to like look at what the younger kids are doing and sort of like allow them to sort of take the spotlight because like what's happening now in like santa cruz and san jose with bands like drain gulch and scow you know like we sort of you know our first show was with drain in 2017 and like it was the first time i had gone to a show in santa cruz and i realized like dude there's a whole entire scene here that i had no idea what was happening and it reminds me of the energy that i loved when i was a kid like friends all coming together to like put on DIY shows and turn up for each other. Like, you know, there's 200 kids there, you know, and, and going, and they were ripping fixtures off the wall because it was the last show at this venue. You know, it was just, just this massive energy of like an influx of like young energetic kids. And then now seeing what that whole scene has sort of morphed into of this incredible, you know, sort of, inertia that that came out of what they were doing is you know it's sort of like i realized that like as an older guy like it's t- you know step out of the way let them you know ha- do what they're doing and just show up and have good energy you know and and show up and support you know no that's that's what's fun because like i talked to Sam, like sammy from the, one of my first episodes when i'm like moved it to like a podcast format yeah that, like it's just like he had no fucking expectations like of 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 any of this he just he he just did this and i helped book their because like when i i booked their show up here nobody and like Mm -hmm. we were in a weird wall where like not a lot of people came up and i'm like if i booked it now it would be Mm -hmm. huge oh yeah the show would be gigantic like i I was just i was bummed because i was like i booked and, and and sent out shit to everyone and like people came out for like I, the reason they had a crowd at all was because of the freaking. I, I had a bunch of, there were, we had a, a kind of thriving bar punk scene, mm-hmm. or like that was keeping punk alive. So a lot of the bar punk people were there, and yeah. I, uh, and I had to like put them in a place to where they would go and like and so what they had so all their friends had enough time to go grab a drink. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing though how like it's there's sort of like a lightning in a bottle thing, you know, and like as they've grown, like you know that that set at Sound of Fury, you know, which 
I got to see live and, you know, really sort of, you know, captured a vibe and shared it with the entire world of like, yo, this is what Santa Cruz has been doing for the past couple years um, with a young, energetic bunch of kids. And now all those bands are on the map. Absolutely. Like now it's, it's, it's great. And it's, it's even just doubled with just the internet and just like, this is, this Mm -hmm. is what, this, those are the popular, every popular band right now is from that area. Most popular bands are from that area that are yeah, like the ones that weren't pop, that were pop, were not exactly popular in 2018 are now huge. And yeah. And it's all from, it's pretty much the whole, it's the Bay. It's the, yeah. They had a trajectory of being even bigger than they were. And the internet just kind of like, because everybody, they all dropped records around, you know, the pandemic time. And mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what people have been kind of gravitating towards. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like that Gulch record, like the, the funny thing for me is like, Gulch was one of those bands that I was like, I've seen them, you know, I know those kids. And I was sort of like, it's not my thing. And then that record hit, I was like, oh, now now i get it you know but it was so well done um and it's just it sounds like nihilistic hate you know (laughs) from 15 minutes of just nihilistic hate i was like holy crap like you guys captured something that like very few bands have been able to capture just this ferociousness and like you know i remember uh seeing um you know at gilman with jesus piece and i think that was sort of that may have been one of the catalysts for where those bands are today because they mm-hmm. opened for Jesus piece and then everybody in the Bay turned up and just went nuts for them, you know, and you see Aaron from Jesus piece, just, you know, murdering people in the pit. And like, you know, I think like that sort of like, you know, put, put them on people's radar to be like, Oh, you need to get this band at this hardcore and you need to get them now, you know? Um, and they've delivered for sure. You know, no, ab- absolutely. Like I got to see them uh, up here before, um, before things shut down back in January 2020, yeah. and it was on top of it, it was just like sick because like mm-hmm. it's super nice to like back to 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 have back in our lives uh, in the Pacific Northwest a venue that's only like 15 minutes away from where I live. Like, sure. Yeah. Like seeing like bands like Gulch and and um all the other and all the other bands that uh played hands of god and stuff like mm-hmm. that right before right right down the street where i can just literally grab i can i can go eat food i like go go to show grab food pass out like that's right because like for the for a lot for the last few years that wasn't a thing you had to go like if you were in surrounding areas you had to go to seattle mm-hmm. yeah. seattle's a pain in the fucking ass it's just as bad as it's okay it's i don't know man i i, I would say it's, it's it's comparable it's comparable to downtown la with with some tra- with some traffic yeah I've, I've been through it it sucks oh it's, it's it worse sucks. than la in the way that all the hills it's yeah. it's like la versus uh i don't i didn't really drive too much and up and down the hills and in and the in San Fran, but like I know that's fucking sucks. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, the hills in Seattle, freaking. I had to work a lot of, of jobs last week in in that mm-hmm. downtown um, yeah. area, and I hate it. I try to get stay on Capitol Hill or surrounding area, like the outside yeah. areas, because that middle area is 
is trash. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But uh, anyways, that's uh, that's pretty much uh, that was pretty much it. We kind of went on on a little bit of a of a rant (laughs) the the latter half. Um, But yes, I'm excited to uh, to hear um, the new music from Tuning as well. Like I said, that fucking artwork is is so cool. I love I love that. Who's do you know who the artist was for that? Yeah, Johan Pranger. Um, he um, he is really involved. Was really involved with I believe it's Reflections Records in 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 Europe. Um, they were I think the big distributor for a lot of stuff in the in the mid two thousands. Um, and yeah, he does he just does a lot of like commission artwork now, and uh, turned out amazing. Like I was uh, just like I was because like, I haven't seen like I haven't seen anything like that in a while that's just like very just well just like really yeah. kind of classically at like I, i'm not i'm not i'm not an art guy but i'm like it's it's very cool it's very cool and very epic yeah it's like very like gothic romantic style like yeah. painting. it looks he just he nailed it like when we saw that we were just like oh my god i can't believe we're gonna have that um i know he sold the original print i don't know who ha- i don't know if dave mandel from the decision got it as but there i gotta find that i gotta find that get that for myself because it just looks i can't wait to hang a copy of that record on my wall it's, it's gonna look so no, good it's super it's super cool and uh yeah any so what else um do you got do you have coming up musically just is just that and just waiting on on shows to return yeah, I mean, nothing booked for us. Just the second press of Forlorn Hope um, live set uh, from Discourage record release, um, tuning record. Um, we also have a comp song that's that was supposed to come out um, uh, relatively recently, but it's been pushed to fall. Um, don't know if I can announce anything on that yet, but we did record oh. something. Um, it's also going to be the same a song that we put on our live set, so the live set will have a new song as well. Um, but yeah, so we've got we've got a we've got a comp song sometime in the fall coming out, um, and then just working on that LP and getting it recorded. Awesome! So, uh, uh, for forlorn hope, discourage out now. Check it out. Um, anything else you'd like to say before we get out of here? Just uh, you know, can't wait to get back to the Pacific Northwest. I mean, you know, like you were talking uh-huh. about it. Every time I've been up there. I love it. I have a good time. Um, it's one of my favorite places in the world. It's beautiful, especially in the, when it's sunny. Um, so that's it, man. I really appreciate you having 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 us on. I would love to have you back up here. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. Uh, I love to uh, meet you face to face. A lot of people that were that yeah. on my list of people to uh, to meet and see when we get when uh, when people are allowed to come back uh, through the area. So for sure. For sure, I'll definitely we'll definitely have to link up. So yeah, uh, for sure. All right, um, all right. We're gonna get out of here. Listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Broken, confused and spent 
Flower Chains Collective. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else. Now you have something to look forward to after you die. Information at flowerchains.us.
Stay forever is. Back to finish the show, you'll send you dead air two hours of hardcore radio. Shout out um, to Matt from Discourage. Um, hopefully, we get somebody from his other band tuning in. Um, I'm very interested to hear some of their new music as well. Um, but let's go into the um, there's getting some more sounds. I got some people that uh, <laughs> just came in the house while I'm record- while I'm uh, doing the show. So sorry for the background noise. But um, let's go into the music. We started off this uh, block with Snake Oil from Discouraged Forlorn Hope uh, off of Patient Zero Records. Um, I believe they still they're on they they have some new uh, pressings soon if they don't already. Um, so check Patient Zero Records, Patient Zero Records for that. After this, that we played some um, metalcore from Turkey. Um, X Rizal X or X Rizal X. I'm not um a hundred percent sure, but um, '90s metalcore, '90s vegan uh, straight edge style metalcore. Um, from Turkey. Um, we played sacrifice sa- slash sacrilege. Um, off of um. As the Foundations Burn that came out in May. Um, very um, kind of lo-fi-ish um, s- sounding with uh, with some of the songs on this uh, 
on this record. Um, after that, uh, we played, we go to Richmond, Virginia, and we played No Other Way. Um, they have a three-song release that came out April 22nd titled Earth Day and um, has a My Pledge cover um, from uh, Allegiance. And that's a... Uh, I did. I never thought about that. Listening to them before, the vocals um, kind of had some stuff that reminded me some local bands out here in uh, the Pacific Northwest, some more modern ones. But uh, now listening to this, I could definitely see um, it could definitely make a connection with the Allegiance uh, influence. And if you like uh, really good fucking uh, straight edge mid two thousands hardcore. Um, anything, anything in the carry on camp, um, or anything more aggressive than that. Um, just any, any kind of punk influence hardcore from that, from that, um, era, you check out allegiance. Um, after that, um, we played excused duty with a self-titled song, um, a band from CO. So, um south korea uh, they have a three song release that's free on Bandcamp right now um some uh 90s heavy metal core with very intense uh very lead driven um from what you can listen not as mosh driven um but uh from the influences cited you can really kind of tell um uh influenced by x elegy x uh Heaven shall burn. Pray for cleansing. Um, very, very lead driven. Uh, um, late nineties, early two thousands metalcore. That kind of, that kind of like, you know, kind of switched over to the more commercial side. Like nothing commercial in those bands at all, but kind of like influenced, very lead influenced metalcore that didn't have as much mosh parts, but had a lot of fucking like heavy lead stuff like as i lay dying that kind of um led the way with the um mid 2000s like really big popularized metalcore bro- boom that went into uh hot topic metalcore but still this the that's sh- this uh early shit and the shit cited is very on point and uh if you if you like if you like lots of leads in your metalcore, um, and still like something that's more DIY uh, influenced, this is the uh, this is the stuff for you. Um, after that, we uh, got end on end. Um, all uh, promo twenty one, a youth crew band with a with the title of a. Of with of a DC emotional hardcore song, um, they uh, just can't. They just came out with this. Did they just come up with this? No, April first, not just. So April first came out at the beginning of April. Um, very good. Um, youth crew uh, influenced hardcore. We played all you can do. And we're going to finish up um, with some Hardcore Jason. We're going to kind of ride it out with a six-minute song from a band I was kind of talking about. I'm very into kind of some of the 
post some of the post funky stuff that um, I wasn't sure if I I didn't give a chance before to has some really really good music. I've cut I've really come around to this band, and I'm very I I like this. Uh, they have a demo that's free on Bandcamp. Um, has covers of Ministry and Wipers, so um, definitely giving some um some nods to to a lot of to the more uh industrial influence as well as the uh northwest influence there um we're gonna finish it off with um we're gonna finish off with morning dove off of the uh not quite dracula music um demo Uh, and like i said you can uh, download us on bandcamp yeah we'll be uh back next week uh, I'll be with Chris. We'll have pretty much everything all uh, uploaded to the podcast. You can um, you can send us an email at deadairnwcz um, at gmail.com for all interview and demo drops and submissions, anything like anything like that, or just uh, hate mail. Me and Chris will fucking read that on the air too because that's fucking fine. You can I, I would love you all to fucking make fun of us. That's that's all good um, by me, but uh, we'll be uh, keeping up with the show and we'll have uh, everything on Spotify, um, Apple music and anywhere uh, that distributes through anchor podcasts. And we will, uh, yeah, we're going to play soft kill and then we'll uh, see y'all next week. You've been listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio.